0: Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we start our second study in Romans chapter number 9, and last broadcast, we spent the entirety of of it in the very first verse of this ninth chapter, and what a convicting thought it is that Paul could say, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. And we talked about that, how we had to have a cleansed and cleared conscience, and a saved individual ought to have twice the sense of a lost individual. We have the conscience, we have the Holy Spirit of God to guide us, and we ought to be living accordingly. Everything we say ought to be filtered and tempered by the Holy Spirit of God. And we ought to be able to make the confident statement that Paul made concerning his conscience in verse number one. Now, if you missed that study, or for that matter, if you've missed any of our studies, you can find them all via the app. Go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, and type in striving for revival. When you do that, you'll be able to subscribe, and that'll give you instant access excuse me, instant access to every Bible study that we have done. And as you uh, go through there, you can rewind and fast forward and pause, listen and re listen at your leisure. I know sometimes the week gets busy, and your schedule might not line up with the time that we're aired on your station. And that will enable you not to miss a thing. We've gone through most of the New Testament together, verse by verse, and so there's a lot of information there. Romans chapter number 9 is where we find ourselves today. I want to get into these scriptures, and I told you yesterday, or last time you heard the broadcast, I told you about the outline that Paul gives us of Romans 9. Verse 1 through verse number 3 talks about the burden that Paul has For his people. And we're going to look at Paul's burden today. A burden. A burden is something that's weighing. A burden is something that is heavy. A burden is something that you feel. A burden is something that is on you. Paul has a burden. And we're going to find out about it today. Verse 1 I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness. And continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Now, as we read these verses, Paul is making some very serious statements here. Paul is torn for his nation. He is broken for his nation. He is burdened for his nation. As we read this, the Bible tells us it is a continual burden. He has this continual sorrow. It doesn't just come and go, but he lives with it every single day. It's always on his heart. It's always on his mind. It's always pressing down upon him. He wants his nation to be saved. He wants his kinsmen. He wants those that uh, name the the same heritage as him. He wants them to be born again. Can you imagine that continual sorrow? And we see it evidenced from Paul throughout his ministry as he would preach with tears and pathos and passion, and Paul would uh, risk his own life and stick out his own neck, and he'd put himself in danger to make sure others could get the gospel. It's very obvious that Paul had this sorrow, this continual pressing in his spirit that people might be born again. In fact, we can turn in our Bible. I'll take my Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. Let's turn there. If you're able to turn there, that'd be good. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, and we'll look at these Bible verses together. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and let me make sure I get you the right verse references here. Verse number 7 through verse number 10. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying, and behold, we live as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Paul is talking about his condition as a preacher. If you read the entirety of that sixth chapter, he talks about his stripes, his imprisonments, his beatings, his labors. He does it all, watchings and fastings. Why? He's sorrowful yet rejoicing. Why? Because he's preaching the gospel to those who need the gospel. And here he tells us he has this continual sorrow. He's reflecting, if you will, the heart of Christ through his own heart. He sharing in that ministry of the Lord. Jesus often would look on those Jews, especially, and say, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He said, "I I want to gather you unto myself. I want to see you saved. You have that continual sorrow. The Lord was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief, and I think any preacher that's worth his paycheck ought to be the same. We ought to have that sorrow in our heart for those that were to minister to, that they might be saved. But not only was it continual sorrow, but it's great heaviness. It's marked by that weighing down in his soul. He felt it like a very real load that was laid upon his shoulders. He carried it every single day. It was a great heaviness, a continual sorrow. I wonder when the last time was that you felt that way for a sinner. When's the last time you had great heaviness and continual sorrow over a lost individual? When's the last time that you could be Characterized by the characterization of Paul toward those that were not saved. When's the last time we had a burden for someone? Now, think about it. Paul's got a burden for these sinners that were sinners with privilege. They had the word of God, and they'd been taught the ways of God. And much of the, you could say, the nation knew it was to have the will of God, the Jews. He wanted them to get saved, and yet they were lost. It's a sad thing when somebody sits in a church pew yet lost, has a Bible in their home, yet they're lost. They know the gospel, yet they're lost. They live in a Christian nation, yet they're lost. There's church bells chiming on every corner, yet they're lost. There's preachers preaching in pulpits across their town, yet they're lost. Oh, what a heartache, what a heartbreak that ought to be for us, to know there's people within the sound of the church house, and yet they're not saved. Paul said he had a great heaviness, a continual sorrow, In his heart, the early church, uh, these early churches, this church in Rome, had a large segment inside of them of Jewish believers. Some were confused as to the relationship with their cultural and their former religious heritage, and though they had trusted Christ, they were sort of perplexed at how God made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but now seemingly he turned away from Israel to the Gentiles. And so Paul bears his heart and said, "'I've got a great heaviness, a continual sorrow in my heart for my kinsmen, my nation.'" He said, "'If I could,' in verse number three, he said, "'I could wish myself were accursed from Christ.'" That word accursed is like saying to be anathema, to mean basically damned, if you will, to be cast off into judgment, cursed from Christ.'" In so many words, Paul is saying, hey, listen, if it were possible, I'd give up my own salvation so that you might be saved. Can you imagine that? You talk about having a burden for somebody, wanting to see somebody get saved. Now, if it came down between, I, I, I think I could say if it was between me and my son, I want my son to be saved. But can you imagine for America, I wonder if there's a Christian out there today, a preacher out there today, who would say, you know what, if I could, I'd give up my own soul. I'd give up my own salvation and standing with Christ if my nation would be saved, if my city could be saved, if everyone in my church, if the those that, I, that come sit in my pews, if I could be sure they're all saved. What kind of a burden, what kind of a sorrow, what kind of a continual heaviness is that? And I thought about Paul, Paul's a man with a burden. You study the ministry of Paul, and you see all that he did for God, all the miles that he traveled, all the sermons that he preached, all the churches that he planted, all the people that he discipled, all the converts that he could claim to uh, his witnessing, these letters that he wrote to all these churches. And Paul didn't do it on a bed of roses or a glassy sea. Paul sailed through persecution and imprisonments. He was beaten and robbed and wrecked and ravaged and scorned and slandered. He was cussed and maligned, and yet he kept going. And you see, what would motivate, what would fuel a man like that? He had a burden. Not just a burden, but a great heaviness and a continual sorrow. Our time is gone for today, but let me end by asking you this When's the last time you had a burden like that? And is there anybody in your life today that's not saved? Have you prayed for them today? Have you shed tears over their soul? God help us to have a burden for those that are lost that we could get the gospel to. Until next time, let's pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.